Welcome, 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 welcome back, everybody, to Word Watch. If you're watching this on YouTube, and uh, welcome to uh, another special edition of Word on Wrestling. I know I've been, you know, churning them out. Uh, this started as a pod that I was uh, planning on doing once a week. Uh, but, you know, certain things came up. I'm looking at the length of the podcast and I'm like, well, maybe I should break these things up. So we have word on NXT. I mean, it's still on the same feed. I tried to get it to where I can have word on NXT be a different feed and it didn't work out really. So. You know, I, I said, let me go ahead and put Word on NXT on the Word on Wrestling feed. And I'm going to do the same thing for Word is All Elite. Um, I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on in AEW that uh, I'm kind of going to have to give AEW their own show. Like, I know I, I talked about potentially giving Impact their own show, uh, Word on Impact. Um I might be able to get impact onto the word on wrestling main show uh, with if I'm going to give AEW their own separate show. So, I mean, word on wrestling would most likely be WWE impact. And then, you know, if I'm able to get to uh, MLW and, and progress and any other promotion that has something going on at the time, um, NWA, uh, I would probably put New Japan with 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 AEW just off the strength. Um, I feel like I don't want to do that to Impact because I feel like Impact is its own separate thing. Even when even when they had their their Forbidden Door partnership at the time with uh, AEW, but uh, I mean. Ooh, a lot. I mean, I want to say so much right now about AEW, but I feel the only thing that I really wanted to discuss as far as on the podcast and inside this video that didn't pertain to Clash is that overall, this was a pretty good to great weekend of wrestling. Now, I didn't watch anything such like like the GCW stuff. I saw Brian Alvarez apparently had a match and got his ass whooped by Killer Kelly. <laughs> and um, I'm not biased or nothing, but he deserved it. <laughs> Just please, Killer Kelly, please don't hurt my girl Tasha Stills, man. Please don't hurt Tasha. Please leave Tasha in one piece. I mean, I know Tasha can can fend for herself. But between Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich, I don't know what the rest of these girls or the rest of these women in Impact Wrestling are going to do. What the rest of these knockouts are in trouble. Like, my girl Tiffany Nieves, I mean, she did her best. She did what she could. But, I mean, Killer Kelly is Killer Kelly, man. Like, I got a small glimpse of her in NXT UK. Um... She she's definitely probably somebody that's gonna get some coverage on word on NXT on the uh the back to the NXT uh feature 
um, now that we have a spot open until NXT Europe comes back. Uh, but most likely that segment, depending on how it goes, that segment will stay. Um, if everything goes all well and good, and, 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 and I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I got, um, I had a plan to do a triple header of word watches today. Uh, obviously for Clash at the Castle, Worlds Collide, and All Out. But as time went on, I I kind of saw that that wasn't going to be able to happen. Um, initially, the plan would have been to have the Clash video, the video that I'm doing right now, the video that you're watching right now, or the the you know the podcast accompany audio accompaniment that accompaniment that that you guys are listening to. Um, the the hope was to have this out yesterday prior to um, prior to Worlds Collide. And then, you know, earlier today, I would have um, been bringing you guys Worlds Collide. And then I guess around right now, or a little, maybe maybe an hour or two earlier, um, I would bring you uh, all out. But me being me, I like to go back and watch the show. Like when I first watch it, I'm not trying to take notes. I'm not trying to, like I do tweet. Um, but I did try uh, like yesterday between Saturday and between Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I did try to put the phone down um, at certain points uh, just to try to immerse myself inside the match. And then upon the rewatch, I would, you know, probably tweet a little more, jot down my notes if there's anything that I that I want to say, which I'm recording on the phone that I have like my 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 full notes on. So I kind of just pulled up Notepad real quick, wrote down the results in the order, and and, and wrote a couple of quick things, because um, I feel I really don't need my notes so much, and, and I think I think that probably helps the pod flow a little bit better. Um, but yeah, man, like I don't know if it, 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 it kind of feels like as much like people people look at me as a WWE guy, and, and, and I mean you can't fault me. I mean, I know there's a lot of people probably my age that are AEW fans or a like like they they're in the AEW camp of wrestling, and like some of them watch WWE all the way up until the point that AEW came, that AEW um, debuted, uh, because you know for whatever reason they still loved wrestling, but there was just something about WWE that teed them off to the point where they were like, man, I can't wait for AEW to come. And then AEW came and they liked it and they stayed and they stayed and they and, and they they jumped over to the AEW camp. Then there were people probably around my age that left wrestling. They stopped watching wrestling. They had enough of WWE. Like especially once WWE was the only real major game in town. Like Impact, they 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 gave it a they gave it a good attempt. ROH really could never get out of that could never get out of that um that box of being um. I guess considered EC like the like uh, on the level of an ECW, where Impact. There was a point where, although they didn't reach the heights of WCW, they were being looked at as WCW. You can take that as a negative or a positive. It, it is what it is. Um, things went the way they went. Um, they're not as visible anymore. I know they do what they they went they did the Twitch thing. Now they're doing YouTube. They have their own app similar to WWE Network. 
uh, even though WWE Network essentially just moved all of the network to Peacock. And I mean, for for better or worse, I'm cool with it being on Peacock. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm not paying anything for it anymore. Um, I was paying the $10 uh, to WWE Network. Uh, if I had to, I probably would pay the $10 to Peacock. Uh, people, because uh, I mean, just off the strength of WWE and paying $10 for WWE, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. But fortunately for me, I'm on the family plan. So, you know, I'm able to sign in at my leisure, watch my WWE content. Um, I do want to get more into going back into the into the library, like how I was doing on the WWE Network, because all the stuff is there for the most part, far as far as I can uh, recall. Uh, I believe uh, right about now they should they everything should from the network should be available on Peacock that they want to be available that they didn't remove um, due to you know certain content. And we don't really have to get into that. But um, uh, hopefully with the with me going back through NXT, uh, I know Extreme Rules is coming up. Uh, I might dive into previous Extreme, Extreme Rules uh, shows, uh, as well as One Night Stands, as well as maybe some old ECW pay-per-views. I mean, I got about a month um, to do that. I'm not sure if I'll discuss it, but uh, time permitting, you know, I'll probably dive back into it. There is one match, though, this week. Um, let's see, it's 640. Uh, so depending on how long this video is or how long this pod is, it shouldn't be too, too long. Um because I'm, I'm about to get into the actual show of uh, of Clash at the Castle. But um, I, I, I want to say this weekend was the weekend that Fred Yehi wrestled Fred Rosser. If you don't know who these two gentlemen are, uh, Fred Rosser is the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. You probably know him as Darren Young from primetime players slash the Nexus slash CM Punk's rookie in season one of NXT, quote unquote. Uh, if you're listening to me on the audio, I use the air quotes with my fingers, uh, my pointer in my middle on my on my left and my right hand. Um, but yeah, he was uh, CM Punk's rookie on season one of NXT. Uh, that's going to be something that we're going to cover on uh, back to back to the NXT, which is a part of uh, the word on NXT um, podcast. Uh, so the plan is um, hopefully similar to today. Uh, I'm not sure how much time I'll have to do it because uh, most likely. Um, I imagine I will, I guess I'll start recording once I get off work. And then hopefully have it up by have have it up by eight o'clock. Um, the uh, worlds collide. Word watch slash word on wrestling. Word on NXT uh, audio accompaniment. And then hopefully do the same thing on Wednesday for all out. Uh, 
come in right from work and and and, and jump right on and, and try to record. Now, if I'm able to do it, um, I'll see if I'm able to do it. Depends on depends on if I'm not tired um, after Monday Night Raw, uh, and then depending on what what time it is when I'm when I feel like I'm able to record, I'll have to decide like, hey, uh, should I go to sleep or should I record? So depending on if I feel like I'm not tired, um, then I might just you know record NXT tonight and then do the same thing for AEW tomorrow. Um, so obviously I couldn't do that last night with with Clash. I would have had to have got this done um, some yesterday. Mo- uh, excuse me, yesterday morning, Sunday morning, uh, or early Sunday afternoon, definitely before four o'clock. But um, I believe I was still trying to put out the NXT preview and the AEW uh, preview. Uh, so you know, it's definitely a lot of content that I'm that I'm trying to get out, but. I feel like it's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, whoever is able to to listen to this or able to watch this, if you get some type of enjoyment out of it, out of it or or some type of information out of it, uh, please like like share and subscribe. You know, uh, share share the links on on Twitter, on your Instagram, Facebook, uh, MySpace if you still have it. <laughs> Um, if you have a YouTube page, you know, go ahead and share it. Uh, if they ask about uh, a wrestling podcast, if somebody asks about a wrestling podcast, if you really, really enjoy enjoy my content, you know, let them know. Let them know I'm here. I'm here. Like I don't really have a set schedule like a lot of the like a lot of the other podcasts. That's something that you know. Um, right now, I, I kind of enjoy the freedom of being able to do it at my leisure. Uh, sometimes more frequently than than I even expect. Um, but I mean, if I can get to a point where I, where where I can get on a schedule, like whether it's a schedule for one show or a schedule for multiple shows, uh, that'll be even better. Uh, so, I mean, if I can get to that point, but I mean, as long as you guys are rocking with me, like you get the alert on on your on your podcast feed that says yo it's a, it's a new episode of word on wrestling wrestling opinion wrestling opinions real discussions exclamation point and without further ado let's get into the show man like oh man first off let's start off with the with the kickoff like i didn't even know there was a kickoff match um, and then I think, I don't know if I was watching the kickoff, sh- uh, no, I couldn't, it, it couldn't have been, if I was watching, I was watching, I was watching the kickoff, I forgot how I found out, but they was like, yeah, because uh, I think I, maybe I heard Austin Theory's music, I'm not sure, but yeah, man, Mad Cat Moss and Street Profits, six-man tag action. Against Austin Theory and Alpha Academy, and I mean, obviously, if you if you watch Monday Night Raw, and you saw Street Profits wrestle Alpha Academy. Uh, you know, Mad Cat Moss is you know he's in the mix. Austin Theory, which you'll find out later, he's in the mix. Uh, the Money in the Bank winner. 
and uh, Madcap and Street Profits was able to pick up the victory. A lot that you know they 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 got to go out there in front of in front of this big sixty thousand k. Uh, some people were saying, I, I mean, I was waiting for people to to talk about the number being lower than what WWE announced. But somebody, I don't know if they were joking or they were serious. Uh, they actually came out and said that WWE gave a lower number than what was actually there. So, I mean, take it for what it's worth. I mean, it, it looked like there was sixty thousand people in there. Uh, and, and honestly, I don't think WWE has a reason to lie about their attendance numbers. Um, so, you know, when people come out and be like, well, the actual attendance was, you know, they said it was 40,000, but you know, it was, uh, the actual attendance was 32. Like, come on, dog. You think I care? <laughs> you want me to go look for 8,000 missing 8,000 empty seats inside this arena, man? Like, come on, man. They're in football stadiums, dude. Like. Or even back to the day when they were in basketball arenas, you you got to look at the fact that um, when they give out these numbers, you got to take into account that they're adding seats onto the onto what would have been the basketball court, onto what would have been the soccer pitch, onto what would have been the football field, onto what would have been the hockey ice, so onto what would have been the baseball field. So, I mean, when when they're giving these numbers, you got to look at what the capacity is at an arena or at a stadium for a wrestling show or for a boxing match or for UFC. Like, there are additional seats that are being put in, that, that are put in the arena for these type of events. So... Come on, like concerts as well. Like a lot of times the concerts, they'll, they'll utilize additional seating. Whereas for a sporting event, because that's the playing field, you can't really have fans out there. So yeah, they can fit that many people inside a stadium. And I mean, they'll talk about like different parts of the arenas being, being tarped off. Yeah, well, duh. I imagine that's how it would be if I go to... Um, Go to Chartway, which I have to look at the chart, which I, I believe I did uh, for the AEW show in October, and then uh, the scope in Norfolk uh, for WWE, because there's they have to put the camera somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So at least the the main camera, like obviously they have other cameras and they have cameramen roaming around, and then like AEW has the camera on the ring post. And then I imagine WWE might have some other similar similar cameras. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I, the only one I know of is the WW is the A, excuse me, the AEW Ring Post uh camera. Um so I mean, like I would imagine that they, they won't there they can't be too many people um sitting by sitting in the camera area because you know you got connect stuff and it's a whole lot going a whole lot of technical. A whole lot of technical stuff going on. So, um, yeah, but <laughs> uh, we get to the main part of the show. And um, we had Bianca Belair, Asuka, and, and Alexa Bliss come out. And then we had, you hear, um, you kind of hear Bailey's music start up. But then you hear Damage Control. And you actually see it on the Titantron. 
and Bailey Dakota Kai and EO Sky all capitalized. EO Sky is all capitalized, by the way, kind of like Walter was. Um, I think Gunther might still be capitalized. I'm, not, I'm don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, they matching gear for the most part. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Uh, Bailey was stopping them from hell. Like Bailey was not with it, man. Like they did it a lot. I don't know if they do it on if they did it on the main roster. Um, her chant. Um, but I know that was a chant that was real heavy in NXT uh, back in her NXT days, and uh, it's like, hey, it's like, what? Won't you be my like, like, come on, man, Bailey, man, won't you be my girl, Bailey? Come on, come on, come on. I know Aaron Solo pissed off right now because <laughs> they all about to get whooped by Rick, Ricky Starks, but that that's a whole nother situation. Uh, not to mention Will Will Hobbs. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Let, let let me try to. I'm trying to stay on point, but a lot of stuff is going on in AEW that's just kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll 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 talk about it. Uh, hopefully hopefully Wednesday, maybe 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 Tuesday night after after NXT. We'll we'll, we'll see. Wink wink nudge nudge. Um, <laughs> Raleigh Freeman out here throwing chairs, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, um. Damage Control picks up the victory. I know a lot of people were mad last Monday when they weren't able to pick up the women's tag team titles, but I feel like with them not being able to win the women's tag titles coming into this match, you know, it gave them a reason to like really fight because it's kind of like, all right, yeah, we beat Oscar and Alexa, and now we have these belts to put in their face. You know what I'm saying? If they would have won. And then it's like, all right, so are they going to be facing Asuka and Alexa? But if the plan is for Sasha and Naomi to come back, it's a lot easier for Sasha and Naomi to come back against a team like Raquel and Aaliyah versus coming back against a team like Alexa and Asuka or, um, or Dakota and Io. Now, obviously, you want to have, if you're going to keep them as tag teams, you're going to want to have them still be inside the mix, obviously. So, I mean, Dakota and EO could go after Raquel and Aaliyah, or I don't know, like, because I don't know when or if Sasha and Naomi are coming back. Apparently, they're back on the um, the internal roster, and I believe they're still on the roster page. Um, I don't think their merch is back up, but possibly, possibly they're not putting their merch back up. And then when they come back, they'll load up both of their uh, merchandise pages with new merch. Hey, that that sounds like a smart move. You know, keep people keep people anticipating the return. Uh, they had walkout as as the promo code <laughs> at one point. So I mean, what what can you do? What can you say? Uh, speaking of, uh, all capital letters, like I said, uh, we had Gunther and Seamus. Gunther and Seamus, Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. That's right. You heard me right. I said Imperium. Imperium. 
after Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes came out, which, by the way, Pete Dunne is back wearing a singlet. It's similar to his Bruiserweight singlet, except for it says Brawling Brute or Brawling Brutes on it. He's still Butch, but he's Pete Dunne. He's doing the uh, joint manipulation. You know, he hasn't done a shrug yet. So we're waiting on that. Um, he still goes by Pete Butch Dunn online as well. So um, there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, Ludwig Kaiser, the former Marcel Bartel is standing in the entryway. And I'm thinking he's getting ready to introduce Gunther. But he tells the crowd to welcome Giovanni Vinci. Now, the last time we seen these guys together, Giovanni Vinci walked out on Ludwig Kaiser. Or should I say, Fabian Eichner walked out on Marcel Barthel. And then he showed back up after, you know, Ludwig went with Gunther to SmackDown. Giovanni Vinci showed back up on NXT. But now, he's back. And then Ludwig introduces... The leader, the leader, the leader of Imperium. Imperium. Gunther. Now, if they go back to using their own their names, um, Marcel, Fabian, and um, Walter, Walter, that would be cool, but. I don't know. I like these names. I like Gunther. I like Ludwig Kaiser. I like Giovanni Vinci. I'm surprised Tony D'Angelo didn't holler at Giovanni to, uh, which I, I will. I guess we can talk about that when we talk about Worlds Collide. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like yo, they, the gang is back together, man. And you know Gunther and Sheamus, they're they're standing in the middle of the ring, wait waiting for the waiting for the bell to ring, waiting for the match to start. And then of course you know it had to be on site. You know Ludwig got jumped the last time, the last time this happened. So I be mean, like, it was only right for him to you know you know hash out whatever him and Giovanni had to hash out. You know they hashed it out, and Giovanni pulled up to Cardiff. And I mean, yeah, man, they got it on. They got it on with um. They got it on with. They got it on. They got it on with Ridge with Ridge and Butch. And you know, they spilled to the outside. It's going crazy. Pete Dunn, uh, Butch jumps off. You know, the the top rope with a moonsault or whatever. And you know, the refs is out there, and they trying to they trying to get order. They trying to get they trying to restore order or whatever. And, um, 
Oh yeah, did I mean yeah? Bianca got hit with all three finishers, all three of them, all three of them. Um, but yeah, like so, Gunther and Sheamus still ain't moved. Like I know a lot of people. I'm surprised I really haven't seen the comparisons uh, of you know uh, Gunther and Sheamus doing this for a second time, and uh, I obviously heading into Forbidden Door. This was something that um, Moxley and Tanahashi did, but for some reason, I mean, maybe because it was amplified, more eyes are on it, uh, bigger stage, obviously. Uh, I feel like people received Gunther and Sheamus doing this on SmackDown and on and again here at Clash at the Castle a lot better than they received. Um, Moxley and Tanahashi doing it on Dynamite. So, I mean, take that, you know, store it away. I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm seeing, man. So, I mean, I know a lot of people will probably use that as, 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 oh, he's WWE. Why you watch AEW? We'll, we'll talk about AEW on Tuesday night or, or Wednesday early evening. And you'll see why I watch AEW. You will see why I watch AEW. It has nothing to do with the negative aspect of everything that's that's swarming around about the whole backstage stuff and the media scrum and all that. Uh, there was a couple of matches that that I'll probably talk about more at length than 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 probably the bigger matches that were booked on that show. Um, but yeah, Gunther, man, you know they was hitting hard. Sheamus, Sheamus was giving it just as much as he was taking it from Gunther. He was giving it back. And uh, eventually, uh, Gunther, you know, he hits the clothesline and, and he's able to get the three count. And, you know, he, he exits the ring or whatever. And, you know, the crowd, you know, usually for some reason, the winner would leave the ring and then the audience will wait for the, the, the loser, which, I mean, can't even, can't even call Shane as that, man. He's just the guy that wasn't able to get the win. <laughs> that's that's that, that that's the way I I, I kind of look at that that when those when those type of matches happen, uh, kind of like the ladder match with the Hardys and um, Edge and Christian when they had the the, the Terry Runnels. It was like the Terry Tit. It was like the Tit the Terry Invitational Tournament. They called it like the Tit. <laughs> and then the, the the final match was grabbing the um the bag the bag of money. And the Hardys had left with the bag of money or whatever, so Edge and Christian was inside the ring, and you know the crowd gave a standing ovation. That, that was kind of like a similar situation. Sheamus got up, you know, the crowd gave him a standing ovation. You know, he acknowledged the crowd and whatnot. And I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, a lot of people don't like rematches, but there's a couple of rematches, maybe three from this show. Three matches. I mean, I, I, I'm tempted to say four matches, but I'm going to stick with three that I definitely want to see ran back at Extreme Rules, and this is one of them. Unless you give Gunther somebody else to face um, out of that collective of maybe Sami Zayn, um, but like out of the collective of people on SmackDown that are that are in the mix for the, for the Intercontinental title, um, not for nothing. I wouldn't be mad at at a, at, a, at some type of extreme rule stipulation uh, with Gunther, Gunther and, and and Sheamus. Last man standing. I don't know. Something falls count anywhere. I don't know. Something like 
Philly, Philly, Philly would eat that match up. Gunther versus Sheamus. At some point, you got to run that back, or you got to do the six, the six man Imperium versus Brawling Brutes. Uh, let's see, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan beat Shayna Baszler, and you know her training with Matt Riddle came into play which was a nice touch. Like, it was something that wasn't overlooked. Uh, they did mention it, I believe, on SmackDown, and I think they showed, like, some footage because I believe they posted the footage online first. Like, I don't recall if it was on Liv's account or if WWE posted it on their account. But, you know, I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, they showed the footage on SmackDown of her training with Matt Riddle. And, you know, it came into play. She was able to lock on, you know, the, the arm bar or whatever on, um, uh, excuse me if I'm saying the wrong, but the, but the wrong, the wrong move. But if you watch the show, you saw, you know, what, what, what she put on Shayna Baszler. But of course, she's the submission magician. She's able to like reverse it. She's able to break out of it. But Liv was able to do enough damage to the point that when she locked in the, um, Like a, it was like a coquina clutch or a, like a, a rear naked choke. I, I'll just say rear naked choke. I forgot what the actual term is that that they call it in in um in MMA. I mean, it's a rear naked choke, but there's something else that that they call it in MMA. Um, um, I believe Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe also does it, but I can't for the life of me remember what the exact name is. It's a something something choke. Um, and she's able to grab her arm because, you know, she did enough damage to her arm. So, you know, she grabbed her arm and eventually, you know, she hits the oblivion and, and she gets the victory. And between this match, like definitely it, it came across better than her match with Ronda Rousey. And, you know, between this match and between her appearance on the press conference, which I'll um, probably discuss a little bit if, if I have enough time. Um, I like Liv. I like Liv Morgan. And, and I feel like I feel like she should still drop the title to Shayna Baszler. Um, which, by the way, my predictions were all over the place. Um, I think the only match I got, I got, I got the goon, I got the the first two matches correct, and then I got. Oh, actually, I, I I didn't do too bad. Let's see, one, two. I went four and two. I went four and two, I believe, for um, for Clash at the Castle. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I like Liv. I think she should still drop the title to Shayna. But then, like with what she did there for the Shayna feud, I think she can take that even with the loss at Extreme Rules. There's the second rematch. Um, she can build on it and she can be a legit threat to be somebody that can win the Royal Rumble. And she probably would be one of the betting favorites, betting favorites, which I don't know why you would bet on wrestling unless you absolutely, absolutely know. See, obviously I would have lost my parlay, <laughs> even though I did good on, on the main event, which, which uh, I went nine for nine on DraftKings, but a whole bunch of other people did too. So, you know, you don't get to have the first place money all to yourself. So I think I got like almost $8 out the deal. 
I'm just waiting for it to hit the balance for them to convert that to my balance. And then I can, you know, figure out what I can do from there in terms of um, in terms of any parlays. Um, but yeah, man, like I like Liv Morgan. That's what I came. That's what that that was my takeaway from that match and from the press conference. Uh, Gunther was also in, in, in that same press conference. And yeah, man, much respect to that dude. Uh, let's see what we got next. We got Edge and Rey Mysterio beating Judgment Day. And um, how I felt about Edge and Mysterio beating Judgment Day, just look at the Judgment Day gift. Like, they down bad, man. Like, outside of Rhea Ripley, I really don't know what they're going to do with Finn Balor and, and, and Damian Priest. Like, I kind of feel like they're a notch above Retribution. Um, in terms of how Retribution was booked, but like I know a lot of people are saying, oh, they should have somebody else come in and replace Finn as the leader, kick Finn out. Like, I mean, I think somebody else can come in and be the leader, but you don't need to kick out any of the members with a new member coming in. Um, but really, you don't even need anybody else to come in, honestly. Like I mean, if it, if you're gonna if you if if you're gonna end Judgment Day, just just end it, and then maybe have have Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley just be a duo on screen. They don't necessarily have to have to ship them as a, as an actual couple or nothing like that, but uh, just keep them together on screen without Finn. Maybe segue you know move Finn over to to something else, whether it be going back. Uh, going back after the United States title or putting them back into the uh, the undisputed uh, universal title picture uh, on the raw side, have him doing something similar to what Seth has been doing, like what he was doing with, with Cody Rhodes and what he's doing now with, with Matt Riddle, just being able to find uh, different rivals and different partners, different dance partners, and having these banging singles matches. Like, I don't know. It won't hurt. But honestly, I, I really don't see anything, you know, wrong with Judgment Day outside of the fact that they're not winning enough. Like, them being the Hills, I kind of get why they're not winning. Because you want the baby faces at certain points to 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 be able to to stand tall and, and get their, and, and, you know, give the Hills their comeuppance. But I feel like Judgment Day didn't do enough. Like what they did was like some memorable moments, but they would a lot of times they were coming off losses as well. Like the whole uh, Rhea pie facing um, pie facing Aaliyah Mysterio, dragging Dom out 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 the out the room by his hair. Which Ray, you need new friends. And apparently you need to adopt a new son because the son you adopted, homie won't with it. <laughs> he did everything he could to help you guys win and you guys were able to get the victory. Um, definitely um, partly, due to, partly due to Dominic's interference. But he wasn't feeling you picking edge over him for this match, dog. Like, I mean, I know WrestleMania is WrestleMania and SummerSlam was SummerSlam, but my man could have been like... I don't know. I don't remember if he wrestled Crown Jewel or any of like Elimination Chamber or any of the other Saudi shows. But I mean, Cardiff 
Cardiff could have been his coming out party as far as like um, being somebody to be taken seriously in, in the wrestling business and not just looked at as, as your son, Ray. I mean, you might be his dad, but he know who his poppy is. <laughs> and I mean, it's not Rhea Ripley. <laughs> it's the homie. Rest in peace, Viva La Raza. <laughs> Man, he kicked Edge Swift in his stuff, dog. His his shoe, his sneaker came off. Like, I mean, and then he closed. Oh man, the clothesline! I know, I know. Somebody tweeted it out, and and as I was looking at it, I'm like, man, I'm like, I agree because it says something like it said Ray tired of um, it said Ray got to be tired of these clotheslines. Like Eddie Guerrero turned on him with a clothesline. Uh, Dave Batista turned on him with a clothesline, and now Dominic Mysterio, his own son, his own flesh, uh, well, maybe not flesh and blood, but his own adopted flesh and blood turns on him with a clothesline. And then, like, you saw he looked pleased with himself. He looked he looked just as happy as when Rhea be beating him down. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I guess he couldn't get the shoe back on, and he ended up, I don't know, taking the other shoe off and throwing it or something, man. Dom is crazy, dog. And my man walked <laughs> My man walked off in his socks, man. Like, that's how you know you mad, son. Like, you can't, you can't get in a fight. You're supposed to retrieve all articles of clothing at the end of the fight. But you could tell, like, when somebody is really, really, really getting to it, because, you know, they leave an article of clothing at the scene of the crime, like at the fight. I mean, I guess you could say scene of the crime because, I mean, assault, even if you both mutually agreed to have a fight. If if I beat your ass, I, you can still go press charges. <laughs> and then from there, I have to prove like, yo, this is, yo, um, you know, he instigated it or something. Like, I don't know how that all works out. I think it's, like, all dependent upon the states. Whoa. Bo Bichette out here hitting home runs, and I had Vlad Guerrero in my parlay. <laughs> Go figure. Um, wow. I didn't see any, alert, any alerts for, for Vlad. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to get one. Um I guess we'll try again Thursday. I don't. I don't, I don't really think I'll, because I might have to make another. Um, I might have to make another food line run tonight. Um, so I don't force. I don't. I don't foresee. I don't foresee trying trying to do anything tomorrow or Wednesday in terms of parlays. I kind of just you know threw five dollars out there just to see just to see if anything would come back. Um, damn, Boba Shed hit three of them things. I mean, I hit one one time with Alonzo, Guerrero, Goldsmith, and Soto. So I try to just stick to those four guys to see if it could happen again. And then sometimes I'll do a second bet. Like today, uh, the Met game got canceled. So I replaced Alonzo with Judge. And Judge hit a home run. So I was feeling kind of good. I was like, all right, can the other three come through? But anyway, uh, Seth. Freaking Rollins. 
and Matt, I'm going to F you up because you told the world that my wife and kids left me riddle. My my match of the night. And that would be the third match that needs to get ran back at Extreme Rules. The callbacks. Bringing back old moves. Pedigrees. Attempts at RKO's. Rope-assisted DDT's. Doing the RKO taunt. Uh, doing uh, each other's moves on each other. Bo, the, the bro Derek that Rollins hit on, on Riddle. Um, hitting Riddle with the stomp. And then going to the second rope and hitting a super stomp. Dog. Dog. Rollins was on one. And he conducted himself amazing, amazing at the WWE press conference. Like the dub, that WWE press conference, which you know I'll get to in a sec, real quick. Um, I'm probably gonna go a little over an hour. I, I thought it could have been could have been less, but uh, I'm gonna try to close out the main event and and then and then discuss uh, the press conference. But I just wanted, you know, my man came out with the heart jacket, the heart, the heart sunglasses for, you know, for Bret Hart. He was like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't wear, you know, the British Bulldog, you know, stuff. But, you know, I'm repping Bret the Hitman Hart or whatever. Because um, apparently, like, some, I forgot how, because they was talking, they was act, they asked Gunther something about his match with Sheamus and about how serious it was. And then they was like, how do you feel? about in comparison to to the guy to your right and the guy to his right was Seth Rollins and he was like yo are you trying to say that I'm I don't take this serious like yo I put my whole life to this you know what I'm saying like and like he really like without without going on a rant like Seth explained himself and man between them three and WWE press conference man I know a lot of people talking about this AEW media scrum, but y'all should watch. It's on it's on YouTube just like the AEW media scrum. Like AEW media scrum is on AEW YouTube channel, WWE press conference is on the WWE YouTube channel. Um I do want to see where the the NXT one is. Um I think that might only be on their Facebook. Um I'm not sure. I didn't notice it on 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 YouTube. But yeah, go check that out. And like I said, man, I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad at at uh if those three matches end up on extreme rules. Gunther versus Sheamus, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler, and Seth freaking Rollins versus Matt. I'm gonna F you up because you told the world that my wife and kids left me riddle. And then we get the main event. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, man. First off, Drew comes out. Well, he doesn't come out, but they they play like the the promo package. Um, Broken Dreams is playing throughout the arena, as you see everything going on from you know Drew's time as the chosen one. There's the air quotes again, 
And, you know, and then from there, it goes into his current music. He makes his entrance. You know, Roman made his entrance. I don't I don't remember who came out first. I think Roman might have came out first. I'm not sure. Maybe Drew came out first. Can't really remember because at this point, it really doesn't matter. Um, Roman's solo dolo, no pun intended. And, you know, like I said, like no Usos, no... Uh, that's uh, <laughs> uh, no Usos. So, you know, no no Jay Uso, no Jimmy Uso, no Sami Zayn Uso or Sami Zayn Honorary Uso. Um, no Wise Man, no, no Paul Heyman, even though he does the, the Extreme Rules uh, narration. And he did the, the awesome like five or six part Roman Reigns uh, video package narrations on SmackDown. Um but yeah, Roman wins with a spare. But uh, prior to that, man, Austin Theory comes out when both um, Roman and um, uh, excuse me, when both Roman and Drew are down, and he wants to cash in, similar to how Seth did at WrestleMania. And Tyson Fury, oh, Carrion uh, Cross, I believe, threw some cups or something at um, at Drew McIntyre, because uh, Carrion Cross and Scarlet were also sitting ringside. But on the other side, um, I guess near the near the timekeeper area and in, in the like, not far from the announce table and um, the the ring bell and stuff like that. Austin Theory has his he's handing the ref that that he brought down with him the briefcase. And he's telling him that he's cashing in. Tyson Fury, I forgot who else was with him, but uh, it's the UFC welterweight champion, I think, was with him. Um, maybe not with him, but he was sitting there as well. I mean, he he, sh- he at one point in a, he did he like he sh- uh, showed off the the UFC his UFC title, and like WWE didn't cut away. So it's like I think WWE is really building bridges between UFC and and you know boxing and music, like. You know, in the goodwill with the with the um, obviously with the 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 sports teams and stuff. You know, giving them you know custom title belts after they win championships. Like they're 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 making relationships, and and I feel like those relationships are getting stronger now. Now that Triple H and, and Stephanie are, are are you know at the helm. Um, but yeah, man, Tyson Fury got up, and I don't know if he caught him clean. Like, like, I mean, he 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 probably is just knows how to work a punch better than better than Kevin Gates. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Tony Nese told him to punch him for real or not, but I mean, that was the narrative going around where you know I, apparently Tony Nese told him like to really hit him or something. I don't know, but I'm not letting nobody really hit me. I don't, especially not a not a pro boxer. I mean, I guess you know Kevin Gates is a rapper, so I mean, some rappers don't have hands. You know, I don't know about Kevin Gates' hand situation, but I know Tyson Fury got hands, dog. So, like, I seen a picture. I tried to get it, but it kind of is like the aftermath of the punch. But right, but it's like uh, as um, Theory's going down, you kind of see like Theory's like head, like Theory's like right here, and then like Fury's arm is like above him. So you can't tell if he like connected with a punch and then just the follow through in theory falling. So, but it kind of was like maybe 
maybe it was something like that already. And then you kind of see Fury going down, but you see Fury's arm or whatever, like on his follow through. So I couldn't really tell if he connected or not, but it's just the how fast and sudden it was. Cause like theory, uh, Fury, Fury and Theory, Fury was sitting down and you kind of, I kind of forgot that he was there, even though they showed him. And then all of a sudden you just see somebody get up. And then as quick as he got up, it's the punch. And then Theory is on the ground. <laughs> and there's going to be no cash in. Whew. Because I predicted that there was going to be no cash in. <laughs> so thank, thank you, Tyson Theory, for my $7.97. And there's somebody else I'm about to thank in a second. Um, because Drew, I don't remember if it was the original referee or I think something happened where the ref, I think that might have been when um, Theory came out because there was there was a ref bump. And then the ref comes out with Theory for Theory to cash in. Theory gets knocked out. And then I think there's like, I guess, a pinning thing. I think there might have been a pin. So the ref that came down with Theory starts taking over ref in the match. And um, Drew ends up getting a pin on Roman Reigns. But then you see the ref get yanked out of the ring. And there's a guy in a hood. He has on a knee brace. And if you watch NXT, or more specifically NXT 2.0, or if you follow the family on socials, I mean, he's on there, obviously, like he like his biggest one was probably him going back and forth with Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes be terrorizing these dudes, uh, <laughs> which we will talk about that tomorrow as well, either tomorrow or Tuesday. Duh, tomorrow's Tuesday. Today does not feel like Monday. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, so, wow, Raw starts in about 30-something minutes, so I'm going to get ready to wrap this up so I can get this uploaded for you guys. Um yeah, Solo Sokoa. Now, when I went and looked at the roster, I saw that uh, Giovanni Vinci's um, Giovanni Vinci's um, show was showing at SmackDown, but I don't know how because I don't know if it was because of how soon because of how late it was. Uh, when I went to look up Solo Sokoa, his still he still had the NXT logo. And I believe I know he's I believe he's still hurt. So maybe it's possible that while he's they probably figure while he's hurt, because like he was in a knee brace. And, and I believe they did the whole thing when uh, on NXT, when they told him that he would have to be out for a while due to injury. Like you see him like rubbing his knee or whatever. So, excuse me. Um, I don't know if maybe that's why they're going to probably use him on the main roster or they just I mean, they had they had to have this planned at some point because they had to get him to Ireland. They had to get him to Cardiff. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how 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 far in advance they had this worked out uh, for him to be there and to interfere um, by pulling out the ref. And I predicted that the Usos would interfere in this match. And Solo apparently counts as an Uso. 
because he is the Usos' brother. So even though his ring name is Solo Sokoa, they have already acknowledged, because uh, no pun intended, that he is an Uso. When they had him, they showed him on NXT uh, when SmackDown was in Orlando. They showed him outside of the arena. Getting, and he, I think he was talking about going to see the bloodline or going to see his family or whatever. And everybody, I get, I mean, we're, you know, WWE is, is, is not ignoring, is not ignoring what people already know. And hey, that's the Usos' younger brother. That's Roman Reigns' younger cousin. That's Rakishi's youngest son. I mean, he might have other sons, but as far as, as far as we know right now, he's Rakishi's youngest son. He has twin sons, Jimmy and Jay Uso, and then he has Solo Sokoa Uso. As, you know, so, a lot of people complain, like, oh, the, the show ended with Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury singing. I haven't watched a lot of Tyson Fury, but I did watch his his, his fight with, with Deontay, Deontay Wilder. And he sung at the end of it. And I've seen, like, maybe not often, but I've caught clips of, you know, singing happening at like soccer events like this stuff happens man this stuff happens in the uk this stuff happens in a big stadium like tyson fury was there man let him let him sing let the let the brother sing man let him sing let him sing let him sing uh but yeah you know uh let me go ahead and get ready to wrap this up i'm coming up on an hour uh, it's probably going to go a little bit over an hour and then it's like a little over 30 minutes before Raw. So by the time this is uploaded, it'll probably be uploaded faster on the podcast. So you'll probably get the audio first, but it's probably going to take a little longer for it to be available on YouTube. Um, matter of fact, because this is the phone that I'm going to have to take with me to, um, unless I can, I can probably, well, I can upload it directly from my phone. What am I saying? Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be, I don't know if it takes longer. It's, it's a whole thing. But being that it's a longer video than 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 my um my my the videos I have on my gaming channel, that 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 pretty much probably explains it. Uh, but yeah, um, WWE press conference. You know, Triple H opened it up. Then Roman Reigns came out. Like his his titles were already out there. And uh, I forgot the question that Alex um, Alex I think his name is Alex McCarty. Uh, had asked him. So I think he yeah, he asked him about like the atmosphere and stuff like that. And then uh, Roman's like, uh, I want you to do what they wouldn't do. And that's acknowledge me. Like he stood up or whatever. And, and you know, the reporter acknowledged him like he nodded his head. So then Roman went and took his belts and left. <laughs> oh man that was funny so then from there you know we had you know Gunther Liv and Seth come out and then like I said man Liv I took a real liking to Liv watching back this show and watching back the press conference I still wanted to lose the title and then, you know, build her up to be somebody that has the potential to win the Royal Rumble 
whether or not you have her win the Royal Rumble or you have somebody else win the Royal Rumble, hey, that's up to that's up to y'all. I'm not really at liberty. Um, honestly, I was. I think it's time for Sasha to get a Rumble victory or for Sasha to get a Money in the Bank. That's just my personal my personal pick. Um, and I feel like I'm going to keep picking Sasha going forward until she wins one or both. And then after she wins one or both, then, you know, I can pick like Jakara Jackson or, or Tiana. Hi, Tiana. Uh, <laughs> um, Kathy, Tiana Kathy. <laughs> or, or, or Ava Ring. Not Pebble Maivia, Ava Ring. Um, make sure y'all get that straight. Stop calling her Pebble My, Pebbles Maivia. Her name is Ava Rain. Um, but yeah, man, that's about it, man. Like they had Drew and Tyson Fury came out um at the end at to to finish off the, the press conference. Uh Tyson Fury was actually able to answer questions about what was next for him in his boxing career. And then it ends off with with um with Triple H. Uh they asked him about the IP for Clash at the Castle. And he's like, yeah, Clash, you know, that can work, you know, in other spots of, you know, the UK or whatever, similar to how Crown Jewel is in Saudi. And then he was saying, like, yeah, there's not many places where, like, for Castle or whatever. But, I mean, you could have Clash at the Coliseum and do something in Rome, Italy. Like, I don't know what the, the Coliseum situation is like out there. But, yeah, I mean, you could do Clash at the Coliseum. You can do Clash at Clash at the Wembley or, you know, whatever big stadium, if there if there's a bigger stadium now in London. Um, and then you can still keep Clash at the Castle. Like, honestly, like, I feel, I feel nothing against Saudi. I mean, I like those shows, but a lot of people with the political aspect of it, a lot of people kind of try to boycott those shows. Like, even if they're not going to be at those shows, they're not paying money to be at that show. Like, they're watching that show on their, their Peacock subscription or watching it by some other means. So it's not like you're feeding into whatever the quote unquote blood money is, but a lot of people feel a way about, about Crown Jewel and, and, and about shows in Saudi. So, you know, they refuse to watch them. And I mean, it is what it is. I'm gonna watch them. Like, like, like the, the fans in Saudi ain't got nothing to do with that government. Like, I don't care if, if the prince and whoever else is at the helm of, you know, controlling having WWE come there, or if they're the ones giving WWE the money to come there. I mean, at the end of the day, WWE is coming is coming there for the fans in 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 Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So, but I feel like once that deal is done, I feel WWE um, has is is getting they're they're getting more interest from a lot of other places overseas. So I feel like I don't know could they do a Tokyo Dome show? Could they do a show in Africa? Could they do, like I said, could they do a show in Rome, Italy, Barcelona, Spain? You definitely got to make sure you have Axum AK on that show, though. Like, honestly, could you go to Russia? Could you go to Germany? You know, book Ilya Dragunov, uh, Austria, uh, again, Gunther, uh, New Zealand. They already did Australia. Uh, could they go back to Australia? Hey man, the possibilities are endless. Uh, France, bring a male back, um, and then of course Scotland and Ireland, and then obviously I already said uh, England, London, uh, like they were just in Cardiff, Wales. Like, 
Yeah, man. Tonight on Raw, still cage match for the United States Championship. If you didn't see it on the timeline or you didn't see it uh, like on WWE.com or, or you know, um, or, you, or, or, or if you didn't catch a commercial, Bobby Lashley versus The Miz, still cage. Be on the lookout for Dexter Loomis. That's the best. I, that's the best advice I can give you, Miss. You two were kind of, sort of, Bobby, in a way. Cause I mean, who knows? Who knows what that guy might do? I mean, it feels like he's going after the Miz, but yo, Bobby, you the U.S. champ. You the champ, champ. Watch your back. <laughs> that's all I can say, man. Like, I don't know what Dexter Loom is gonna do tonight, but it's a steel cage match, so hopefully he can't do too much. This is Jerome says word. You have been watching the word. You have been watching Word Watch. You have been listening to the word on wrestling. And this was my word on Clash at the Castle. Peace. Word out.